Hey, real quick, before we jump into the e-commerce playbook this week, I wanted to mention that the feedback from my episode with Taylor last week, um, where we tried to really work through the pain of Facebook ads dashboards right now and, and give you some directional information on that. Uh, the feedback to that has been really, really positive and really strong. And I've appreciated that. First of all, thanks to those of you who have reached out, retweeted those sorts of things. Um, I also wanted to mention there's been a particular amount of feedback in the admission community. And I've mentioned admission a couple times on this show before, but never, I don't think ever really said exactly what it is that is special about that and why that matters in this moment. So admission is the closed private membership community run by the Common Thread Collective team. Um, and, um, and really like what it is is so much more than just like a course or a Facebook group or that sort of thing. There's a lot of that stuff out there for media buying and other tactics. Admission is an ongoing um, gated community. And so, um, so what it includes is, you know, real-time support on Slack. It includes live webinars every couple of weeks. There's a massive backlog of content. I mean, just so you know that, like, I'm not just making this up. My, I have a, a, an up-and-coming media buyer on my team. He's been at it for just a couple months. And my entire training for him, for what I want him doing to be a, you know, key part of the 4x400 team is he is going through, like his main thing on his task list right now is just to do as much admission stuff as he can. Go to as many webinars as you can. So I believe in it fully and completely and um, am putting my own team uh, into it. And so um, if you want to check that out, I really highly recommend it. It's going. The reason I'm saying that in relation to the last episode is it's probably the number one place where Taylor and potentially even myself We'll be doing some of the most, and, and the CTC team, however that ends up rolling out, we'll do the most follow-up in the most real time um, for uh, for our community around the changing world of Facebook ads fast. There's constant conversation about it, constant questions about it, um, and that is going to keep going. Um, the admission team told me to give you a promo code. They forced me to make the promo code Andrew. And I said that was like annoyingly self-promotional, but they forced me to do it. So the promo code is Andrew. You get 50 bucks off uh, at checkout um, for the first month. There's a few ways the pricing works there. You can go to youradmission.co slash podcast, youradmission.co slash podcast. Go check that out. Go see what that's about. If you want more education, the kind of stuff I'm talking about on this show every week, I'd encourage you to go give it a look. With that, let's jump in. Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris with you again for another week. I have some of the simplest advice I can possibly give you, but it is absolutely crucial this week, directly learning from my own mistakes. I'm going to take you right into it right now. If you don't know who I am, if you don't know what this podcast is, go backwards, listen to some older episodes. You'll learn all about it. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to get right into it this week and, uh, and you can learn from my mistakes. Here we go. So let me just start by telling you what the mistake was. The mistake was a poor allocation of capital in our business. Um, you know, we have five brands at 4 400 And so at any given time, we have a, I have a hard decision to make, which is sort of where do we send our money? Um, as money comes in from the brands, how do we turn it into more money in the best way possible? And there's all kinds of challenges to that related to all kinds of things. But um, here, so the mistake was I allocated capital poorly um, because, it, look, in everything that you're doing in, in these businesses, you're trying to grow. So when you allocate capital, it may or may not be because you know there is profitable return on it right away. It may be a longer-term investment in your business in some way. And so you may, you may be thinking, like, you know, I, I, I want to put money into product A or product B, or like maybe, you know, for, for people who aren't running multiple businesses, 
Um, there's a question around um, who, are, who aren't running multiple brands. There's this question around something like, let's say um, you're considering adding a new product and you, you go into that um, product development process thinking about what are all the costs and what's the potential return and is this a good use of capital relative to all of that? Well, to answer that question, the thing you have to know as clearly as humanly possible, and this is true with anything like this, it could be product development, it could be bring on an agency or a hire or whatever, is what is the return on this money going to be? Am I going to actually be able to, um, to see this create more dollars in the long term, even if not in the short term? And to answer that question, you've got to have clarity to your numbers. You've got to have clarity to your numbers. Whether If it's a product, you need to know um, exactly how much that is going to cost you within reason. You know, when you're forecasting stuff, you're always going to be wrong. So that's okay. But, uh, but within reason, you're going to need to know sort of what's the cost of the product development process going to be. Is there going to be any other associated costs with that besides creating the product itself? What's going to happen in terms of, you know, terms of the manufacturer? Am I manufacturing it myself? And... Um, and ultimately, what are the margins that I'm going to have on this product? And um, where is it going to fit? How am I going to merchandise it? You're going to need answers to a lot of those kinds of questions. But before you even get to merchandising and marketing and all of that, what you need as much as anything else is as much clarity as humanly possible to your numbers. And what you'll find is as you go through that process, if you're anything like me, it will make you ask this little question, which is, wait a minute, what is happening with the products I already have? Or in my case, with the brands I already have? And this is the mistake that I made that ended up costing us quite a bit of money, um, which is I was allocating capital towards one area of our business that I have now looked at and realized, wait a minute, even if we would have been more successful, as I've gotten more clarity to some numbers involved with that, it's occurred to me that actually uh, those that investment, even if it would have been quote unquote more successful, it still would have taken a while before it was actually successful. That is before dollars would have created more dollars and not created more cost. Um, I had some basic issues around margin around a series of some of our products where I've looked at it now and come to understand that based on a couple of factors that I didn't see at the time, there was some stuff that actually was going to improve over time. So our PL looks bad and in some ways in the short term, but over more time, um, actually what I would, what I would realize is like, oh, like there's parts of this that were not going to be fixable, not in the ways that I would want to without some major changes to the brand. And therefore, like it was actually a fool's errand to put the money and the time into it in the first place. And, um, and that's a mistake. And this is another thing I want to point out that it's a, it's a mistake above all by me in the organization, because the, the more, and if you're a founder listening to this, or if you're a CEO or whatever it is, and you know, even a small, mid-sized, whatever e-com brand, what one of your main jobs is to think as much as you possibly can about your numbers, to know with clarity where your dollars are going and where they're coming back. And so the big takeaway, my team and I have already circled up on this, and it's not about blame. It's not about, like, the reason you own mistakes like this and you, and you present them to your face and get your nose in them is not because uh, you want to blame yourself or anyone and really make sure to hand it, stick it to them or whatever. The reason is... Um, that, that you want to, like any good kind of training, you want to train your way out of, you, you experience the discomfort to make sure you don't make the same mistake again. And so the immediate takeaway for me in this case was by allocating capital towards, it was some, some, a, a, a couple of products that were lower gross margin than I realized. And by allocating capital towards those, not only 
was there risk involved in the first place? Um, but, but even beyond that, there was, um, it was going to be a challenge to ever get out of a hole for it. And therefore, because of that, um, that is, it is my mistake on, on losing money. I'm the one who ultimately has that decision. And, and so uh, I'm, I don't feel like I'm being very clear. What I'm trying to say is ultimately capital allocation questions are questions for the person running the company. The higher you are up in the business, the more that's the case. But even if you are, say, like a marketing coordinator or something listening to this and you're allocating capital between different parts of your ad spend, you have the same challenge. The basic issue of something like your ROAS on your ad account is really a capital allocation question. Do I put money towards ad A or towards ad B? And what you need as clearly as possible is some way of knowing your past numbers. This is the whole reason why Facebook ads is such a mess right now is that we're all having less, we all have less clarity to our past numbers than we wanted before. And then you need to also have a reliable method of forecasting what that means for your future numbers. So, um, so, so the real takeaway is so simple here today, but it's so easy to overlook because there are a million things to do all the time. And it feels um, almost ridiculous sometimes to slow down enough to gather your thoughts and your ideas and get this information. Um, but it is worth whatever it costs, basically, within, I mean, basically, to get clarity to what's going on at the core of your business at a, at a level of, of um, detail um, in your numbers. And that's so obvious in so many ways. But like I said, there can be a million things that grab at your attention uh, you know, in my case, there's, this is one of the challenges of running five, five brands. Like one, one of the things I'll say is like, it looks so, um, <clears throat> we've been talking about this in general that recently that it sort of looks so, uh, almost sexy to have like a brand holding company right now. There's a bunch of stories about holding companies making, you know, raising tons of money and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, listen, I believe in the core of this business model as much as anyone, but it is a real challenge. <laughs> it is a real challenge to run a bunch of business brands at once all of them with their own separate um, financial structures in some way. I mean, not, not core structures, but their own financial problems, I should say. Um, and so the more complexity there is, actually, it only demands all the more that you get more clarity. The more complex your business gets, the more clarity you need. Uh, now, you know, the level of the decision-making and the level of the numbers you need clarity to may change as your organization grows. There's some stuff you probably don't need as much clarity to as you did before. But a big takeaway for me that would have saved me from a big mistake before was very, 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 very simple and very obvious, which is do everything you can to know your numbers really well. And what I'll tell you from past experience on the, on the uh, agency side is that I have watched this same exact mistake. I mean, I feel foolish for making it, but, you know, we're all going to make foolish mistakes, so, so it goes. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe not better operators than me, but uh, I have watched a lot of founders interact um, and, and e-com, you know, company leaders of various, you know, executives, et cetera, um, who just didn't seem to have much clarity to what was going on in their business. And I remember always thinking when that would happen, like, man, this is, there's all kinds of problems that could hit you. And a lot of times, anecdotally, those were brands that really struggled over time. So um, really simple today, really obvious in a lot of ways. And I'm going to leave it at that. Know your numbers. Do whatever you need to do to get clarity to your balance sheet, your P&L, your cash flow, uh, and your cash flow forecast, all those things. Get as much clarity as you can because uh, when th the first step to solving any problem is understanding the problem. And that's really what knowing your numbers is going to help you do. You're going to understand the problem with clarity and get as far as you can from there. You're going to save yourself a lot of money and problems in the process. 
All right, like I said, short one today, really straightforward. But sometimes it is the simplest, most straightforward stuff that is actually most key and you just lose sight of it. At least I do. Um, I hope that's some help to you. If it is, I'd love if you'd, if you'd subscribe, if you'd tell a friend about it, those kinds of things. Rate, review, all the normal stuff. And as always, you are always welcome to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. You can DM, put it in the public tweet world, wherever, so we can talk about it. Or email me at podcast.pullbackliner.com. I'd love to hear all about it. Thanks, as always, for listening.